Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Tori underscore says and on Gab as well. And obviously, you can see um, articles uh, that I write up uh, for myself on ToriSays.com. There's some great writers there. Uh, follow them all. Uh, we have one special writer there that is exposing the issues at the border. And um, not next week, but the following week, we will have a long, and I'm hoping to get her for two full days, where we discuss this uh, Butterfly Foundation. And you know, you guys, how you saw um, Blumenthal tweeting out how uh, Homeland Security and them are doxing or following journalists. Well, just to get a hint on this, um, and I urge you to go to ToriSays.com and find the article that breaks down everything about these journalists. Well, uh, we should be using air quotes because they're the ones that are helping smuggle illegal aliens, helping um, al otro lado get them the identifications they need in order to penetrate our border. So next week is going to be amazing. Um, my guests for next week are going to be Millie Weaver from InfoWars. I'm so excited to have her on here. If you're not following her on Twitter, you should. I'm going to have Liz Crokin, and I'm going to have her on for two full hours on Wednesday, which is so awesome. We're going to go through everything, child trafficking, Pizzagate, pedophilia, the whole nine yards. I am so excited, and I'm such a fan of hers too, you know. Guys, she is an amazing woman, an award-winning journalist. List. And you know what? It's, you know, there's no taboo, you know, there's no taboo in words, right? We shouldn't allow people to tell us what we're allowed to say. That's a form of restraining our free speech. Now, and then on Friday, I'm going to have, um, Ben Garrison, our most favorite cartoonist, along with his wife, Tina, which is going to be so awesome for coffee talk. And they'll be making a pretty cool announcement. Um, So today, guys, you all know that I'm super active in regards to uh, holding corrupt government officials accountable. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time, you know, using the resources I have at the GAO um, through FOIA requests, open records requests. We all know this, right? So, um, and, and one thing that I don't do is discriminate between parties ever, Actually, I think all of us can agree that I'm more scrutinous on our party, right? The, the party of the president, because, you know, if he would have just done his own party, we'd, all 70 million of us would follow, right? But he's formed, um, he's reformed the Republican Party to have only people in there that represent America's values. There's still some holdovers. We'll fix that. But that's what he's doing. Um, Today I want to talk about presidential harassment, but also want to talk about how elected officials, 
use their platforms, kind of like Pelosi does and Ocasio, you know, um, to undermine constituents, use constituents as political pawns. Guys, I have a prime example that I was in the center of, and I am going to blow this up. Like, I'm... After my show, I'm actually filing numerous federal complaints, um, and we'll get into that later. You know, socialism has no place in the United States. The president said it. I think everyone can agree. Socialism has no place in the United States. Socialism seeks to suppress speech. Socialism seeks to tell us how to speak, how to walk, how to look, how to think, And that we all should fall in line. Kind of, we should all wear gray. We should all be vanilla, right? Socialism has no place. This is what we're fighting, really. I mean, Bernie, holdovers, um, now the Democratic Socialists of America. Remember that crazy nut uh, that was uh, removed from um, President Trump's rally in Montana that stood behind? How creepy was he, right? Really creepy. And, you know, obviously... My most favorite investigative journalist, James O'Keefe, exposing people within the DOJ and other areas of the government, like the State Department, who subscribe to that, you know, obviously fired, because your ideology, unfortunately, cannot keep you impartial to the way you act. And we've all said that. You need, as a public servant, to serve one person, and that's the public. You do not serve your ideology. You do not serve Allah, God, whatever you want to call your God. It's the people you serve first. And many people across the nation and globally, remember we have Tommy Robinson, who are vocal about suppression of speech, about the imposition of ideologies, have been banned in silence. And you all know my very good friend, Laura Loomer, had started the whole Ilhan Omar investigation. For me, it was more looking into her Al-Shabaab connections, which I have filed with federal authorities and expressed, which I believe our president may be aware of, hence his support in her expulsion, at least from the Foreign Affairs Committee. A woman that is unapologetic for fueling anti-Semitic rhetoric. They are allowing hate speech. They are promoting hate speech because they manufacture it because the demand for them is so high. You would have thought that the Democrats, the insane, unhinged socialists that foam at the mouth because they have a seat somewhere would have learned their lesson with the fake narrative that Don Lemon pushed. We all know the Jesse Smollett hoax, right? The hoax was pushed by Don Lemon. It's owned by CNN. Don Lemon was the one who first spoke to him. Don Lemon pushed this. And you know what? There were nurses that I hear being reported that were fired that worked on Jesse Smollett's case. Maybe they're the ones that leaked the information. I don't know. Regardless, that's a violation of HIPAA, and they should be held accountable. But... Huge hot mess. You would have thought they learned, but you know, they still want to say people have nooses, still want to make false claims. And, you know, to die on a fake hill like that, that's a really bad fake sword to die on because it undermines 
the oath of office for anyone that perpetuates such false narratives. It is disgusting that in this day and age, we have people in office, in all levels of office, that push dirty politics, underhanded statements, and the dishonesty of the media is disgusting. It's completely out of control too. Presidential harassment. You know, they are so upset that President Trump won the election, the presidential election. I mean, they had a really crappy candidate. Come on, it's Hillary Clinton. Like, you know, they thought they had it down pat. They learned how to manipulate social media with their sock puppets through various DARPA experiments that they could drive the conversation. But unfortunately, humans cannot be predicted properly by algorithms. We've said this before. We are completely unpredictable because no one can tell you how to feel. I mean, they could tell you, but you have to be a really low-level IQ to be susceptible to that, right? Because we all are the master of our own hearts and our own minds. So no matter what someone says, you know, they have the right to see it with their own eyes. It's the whole my POV perspective, right? My point of view is completely different from yours. Where I might see an apple, you might see a pear, right? It's all different. So they've, throughout these, you know, two and a half years, they've been beating this dead horse of Russia. Like, it's so annoying. And every single headline was like fear-driven and, oh my gosh, we got him now. Oh my gosh, he's in the box. Oh my gosh, it's there. Coupled with, the silencing of conservative voices on all social media platforms. And you know, the way the left works, the insane left, because not every single Democrat is a POS, right? They're not all insane. No one ever runs for office thinking, let me see how I can, you know, do one over on, you know, a constituent. There's really good Democrats too, guys. We have to admit that, just like there are a lot of not good Republicans. You know, it doesn't matter what title you wear, what party you're at. It's where your heart is at and and your actions, right? How do you stand? How do you promote your message? How do you deliver it, right? For the president, no one liked him because he was rich. No one liked him because he knew their secrets because he hung out with them. And no one liked him because he was straightforward. Oh, that's not very presidential. Oh, so we're going to play Ring Around the Rosie rather than talk about the topic at hand and the things that we should be talking about? I'm not here to pet anyone's ears. I'm here to fix this. That's the way a job is done. That is what a real leader does. Now, really bad leaders, bad officials, throw a lot of mud. They have a lot to say. Chit, 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 chit. Dirty, dirty politics. They drum up drama, false narratives, and they think that helps them. And like I said, you would have thought that with this whole Jesse Smollett thing, somebody would have learned their lesson. Because, you know, the thing about Jesse Smollett, and we all saw it, on, uh, saw it unfold, he didn't report it to the police. Don Lemon told him, hey, maybe you should report it to the police, not just talk about it. So he did. But here's the thing about police reports or filing such claims. Um, False claims is a huge issue. But in order to say that you filed a false claim, one person has to 
figure out that there was an intent to file a false claim. An intent would be like Don Lemon saying to Jesse Smollett, well, you know, this will be really good for the movement. If you, like, file an official police report, we could put it everywhere, and it will be on Good Morning America and whatnot. Don't just talk about it. Don't tweet about it. Do it. Take the leap. We got you. When that happens, and, you know, let's – when that happened, right, it wasn't just the police that were looking into it. FBI got involved. That's why they were asking for phone records, text messages. And you know what? What's funny is is that people think that they have privacy. I'll let you in why yesterday I was delayed on my show. So uh, a couple days ago, and you all know that I was sick, uh, after my show I kind of lay in bed and I was watching live the White House stream and I saw a really credible threat against the president, like naming a place and how it was going to be done, right? And a lot of us on Twitter, you know, tag Secret Service, they take their job very seriously, right? So that's funny, okay? Um, So all of you, uh, you're going to laugh. So I um, couldn't, you know, on a live stream, if you don't get the screenshot like right then and there, and I have a Google Pixel phone, so you kind of have to hold the button. And anyway, it just moved out. And you know how people start up later and they insert more messages, so I couldn't find it. So what did I do? I went to Twitter and I said, hey, watching now on the Facebook Live House, a White House stream, there was a credible threat, you know, and I tweeted and I tagged the FBI and Secret Service. And so right before my show yesterday, um, in a very awkward place, my phone rang and, you know, I was asked to provide what screenshots and information I had. These people are working day and night to protect our president, just so you guys know. Second, uh, you know, I don't have my personal cell phone linked to Twitter, so obviously they can find you if they want to. They can see everything. Um, and, you know, when the phone rang, uh, I was kind of thinking, oh, no, they've probably opened up the camera and can see what I'm doing. So it was like, ah. Because this is reality. They can hear everything, see everything. You can delete text messages. You can delete Facebook messages. You can delete DMs. On They're not deleted. So this is where Jussie Smollett got caught. Conversations, texts, pictures, ushering of people saying, yeah, say this. Maybe you should add that. Maybe you should say it like this. Coaching. And, and you guys will see where I'm going to go with this in the second half hour. So just so you know, we have a lot of people watching. And, you know, yesterday in yesterday's shows, I, I dropped something called the silent circle. I, I tweeted out a picture because this is firsthand knowledge that I'm speaking of. And I tagged John Brennan in it. And you all know my uh, infatuation with that clown. From that moment, he once told me to know my place, Right. So anyway, um, this is what happened to Jesse Smollett. Because if you're going to claim that there was a hate crime or a credible threat against your life, you know, bleach, nooses, MAGA country, or fake or out-of-context messages, you better believe that when you have a target victim, like you say, that's the person that did to me and I'm a victim, you're going to be investigated. They're going to see every single message, every single person you communicated with, how you knew what you were doing was false because that's what they have against Jesse Smollett. We know this now, right? We know this. And this is the tactic of people that are not in office to serve the people. They're there to serve themselves.
And Justice Mullet's not in office. But we have a lot of people in office on a federal and state level, right, that do this. They get in office to serve themselves. You work for me. You work for us. You do not use us as political pawns. You do not have the right to use us as political pawns. You know, one of my kids one day was texting me, and I'm like this too, and anyone who texts with me can totally say, yeah, that's so you. I write a sentence like, um, oh, yeah, I'm working on this, and then I'm going to do this and that, and it's like 20 text messages. I think Scott Adams, sometimes when we talk and I text him about some news or something, he gets like 15 messages because it's all like separate. So – for example, I get a message. Oh my gosh, I killed so many people. Second message. Call of Duty. I'm like the top, you know, whatever. And it's like, whoa. Imagine if I took that message that says, oh gosh, I killed so many people and put it on social media and said, oh, admitted to killing all these people. That would be crazy, right? You'd be like, come on, man. That's out of context. That's really underhanded and disgusting. Now, if someone sent it you know, say you sent me a text message and said, oh, I, uh, you're just going to die for this strawberry in the next message. And then I take that message and put it all over my social media and say, oh, my gosh, someone gave me a death threat. But it was for strawberries, that I was going to die for strawberries. You would be like, dude, you know that that was out of context. There was conversation before, conversation after. Why would you do that? That's called dirty politics. That's called being a disgusting human being to push and perpetuate your profile. That's disgusting. But I mean, if you're a socialist, that's normal because, uh, no, no, you deserve it because you don't believe in free money for everyone, free education for everyone, free this. You know, ha, ha, ha. You know, these are Omar's fans. We're going to get into it in the second hour. Like I have some stuff to drop on you guys. And uh, you know, I am so, I am so eager to make this go national because you know, we think that it doesn't happen, but it should. I mean, if you want the attention, let's give you the attention, right guys? That's the way it goes, you know? And it's, it's a coupled factor on this though, because some people that are in, in inter, no, I would say in very corrupt schemes. Do you guys remember the Dakota Access Pipeline schemes, right? And remember when I had um, Cindy Shemp on my show where we were discussing how the people that were the Dakota Access Pipelines, she was saying they were all paid actors. Why? Because they're all down at the border right now supporting this butterfly foundation that Nancy Pelosi was gibbering about. You know, actually, I should play her video. Hold on. Let me, let me ask you guys if you can understand what she is saying on this um, video. She sounded like she was having a stroke mid sentence it didn't make sense it was kind of like um what is going on here take a listen Uh, uh, member of Congress, and what that meant was we would have uh, 
hundreds of billions, excuse me, hundreds of millions of dollars. And we had the uh, opportunity to meet with uh, David Higgerson, the director, field director of field uh, for uh, the uh, CPD detection, detection. But that's what will happen on Monday. Mr. Castro's resolution will go to the Rules Committee. Again, I thank our my friend here, my colleague, Mr. Mr. Player, and now it's more there's uh, so much more immigration needs uh, uh, here. That helps the Border Patrol because th th this isn't what their job was before. Okay, guys. So I played this for you. This is incoherent, obviously, and that was funny to hear. But you heard her talk about the Butterfly Sanctuary, right? Butterfly Sanctuary, same people at Dakota Access Pipeline, same people at the Butterfly Sanctuary, which happens to be at the border. You would think, like, a butterfly sanctuary and you don't want to put a border. Why? Butterflies can't fly around it. Um, they can't sit on it. What's under there where you're calling it a sanctuary? incoherent rambling but we're going to get to that uh the week after next right and we're going to have a really long segment where we are going to take about um take apart the fraud that's happening at the border and i'm hoping that laura loomer can join in because i'm bringing her into this because this expose needs to be massive they are literally giving these people ids um they are marrying them off children are going missing missing kidnap children they're marrying off people and then pairing them with random kids so they can push them at the border and if they already have identification for some reason these journalists you know that blumenthal tweeted out why do they have a file under these journalists are pushing these fake mexican ids to replace dna testing and proper vetting at the border and that's something that the that um the Democrats are pushing. Gosh, you wonder what kind of skin in the game do they have with this border, right? So anyway, as we see, a lot of corruption that happens usually is at the expense of all of us. Either that be from federal taxpayer money, state taxpayer income tax, and even you. You know, you remember how they doxed a little old lady, how they doxed um, random people. I mean, guys, in the next half hour, I'm going to tell you how I was on the receiving end where someone actually thought I was just like this rando person making comments. And, you know, unfortunately for them, I'm not a random person because to think, you know, I get death threats and BS put all over my social media all the time, which means I'm doing a whole lot of right and I'm totally fine with it. But when you get the threats that I got incited by an elected official, inciting dogpiling keyboard warriors get with it, like seriously, it gets really, really, really um, crazy. But think about it. What if it was just some average, you know, housewife or you know anyone just a regular person that was having a conversation and they took one piece of the conversation and put it out there and posted it as something which is you know it it takes a lot of work to say oh yeah that's what it meant especially if you read the whole chain of conversation right and so there's a conversation going and this person starts to get attacked and they're not like me they don't have thick skin they haven't been around the block before and you know they, they could have committed suicide with the, the stuff that I was getting and I'm still getting is ridiculous. 
So, you know, this little old representative wanted to be famous. Let's make her famous, guys. This democratic socialist of America that penetrated the Democratic Party. I mean, the Democrats should be upset because apparently they're not supposed to be socialists. But now it is coming to light that the Democratic Socialists of America have merged with the Democrats. And this is a real thing. They're pushing socialism. I mean, we see Bernie, he's an independent. So people can't really say he's a Democrat because he identifies as an independent. But they're bringing it into the Democratic Party. They are literally aligning infanticide, right? Socialism, right? And violating every single constitutional right that we may have as people into one party. Like I know for a fact, I believe, let's say, Pelosi is not happy with this. She's really not happy with it. She was really unhappy with Ilhan Omar and the fact that Ilhan Omar doubled down on her comments in our nation, and then applauding this lame bill of, you know, anti-hate rhetoric. The only hate coming out is from the Democrats. So what, they created a rule so they can curb their own speech? Because that's where the hate is coming from. They're the ones that manufacture hate crimes. They're the ones that manufacture everything. Because, you know, they're clowns. Nobody cares what you have to say. You're a clown. The only reason you're standing where you're standing, where you've been elected, is because they're idiots. And you rig elections, of course. People that just believe a narrative and don't do their homework. Socialism has no place in the United States. And dirty politics have no place in the United States. We have had enough of this swamp, enough of this fourth unelected branch, and enough of this underhanded use of us, the people, as pawns to push their agenda. We should say no more and stand up. Presidential harassment? There's constitution, con- constituent harassment, which is worse. See you in a bit. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate... Go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. 
It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Um, and thank you for the birthday wishes. It's International Women's Day. And um, I appreciate all the love. I'm a teenager with a couple of decades of experience, of course. And we all know I'm a fire starter uh, on things. Uh, so um, I wanted to play a clip um, on a video. I, first, I wanted to play a clip with Sarsour talking. Let's just take a listen to this clip for a second. That way we get some context here. Here we go. Board members for the Women's March. Um, We are all gathered here today, Jewish, Muslim leaders, progressive leaders, um, to stand in unequivocal solidarity with Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. We have circulated a letter to leaders across the country There have been hundreds of leaders of progressive organizations, diverse organizations from around the country who also stand with us in unequivocal support of Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. We are calling on Democratic leadership to show leadership in this moment by expanding the language of the resolution to include anti-Muslim bias, anti-black racism, and xenophobia. So today we are gathered here. No reprimand. Representative Omar was exactly right about APAC's outsized influence here in Washington. Representative Omar was exactly right that anti-Muslim sentiment is driving the attacks on her. Representative Omar was exactly right when she named the pressure lawmakers are under to support Israel unconditionally. Representative Omar will be focusing their attention. The fact that the Democratic leadership wanted to target Representative Omar with this resolution instead of joining her in her principal stance against the forces of white supremacy, anti-Semitism, racism, and xenophobia, that fact called into question their belief in the values of freedom, justice, and equality for all people. By singling out Representative Omar... Talk about the girls being sold sexual slavery! Did you guys hear that? Did you guys, should I just replay this? 
Listen to this Arab woman screaming at them. Listen to what she says, guys. Pay attention, because this will set the tone for what we're going to be talking about. Talk about the guns. We insult sexual slavery. Child's right. Police talk. Do you guys want me to play that clip again? Listen to this Arab woman, what she's saying. Just listen to her. She, um, Omar is pushing Sharia law. Omar is selling girls seven years old into sexual slavery. These are Palestinians, by the way. I'm going to continue just so so they're in the way of the cameras. Speak and the cameras will turn back to you. Guys, did you hear that? I just wanted to set the tone. I don't think anyone's played that clip. This is a press conference where, where, like she said, Muslim leaders came out to show support for Ilhan Omar. And here there are Palestinian-American women saying no. Talk about the children being sold into sex slavery. Talk about the gays they execute. Talk about the child brides, young as seven years old. She does this. She sells them. Who? She's referring to Ilhan Omar. She pushes Sharia law. These are people, people as you can hear from the accent, that are immigrants in our nation fighting against Ilhan Omar. The people that they supposedly support are against them. On that note, anyone you see stepping up and calling, and this is what I did, for Ilhan Omar support and demanding, especially if they're democratic socialists, right? Demanding that you make phone calls and not hold Ilhan accountable and not this and not that. Guys, you all know, you've heard it from Laura, you know, the investigations about these shady marriages, the lies, the obfuscating North Dakota State University communications. Did she marry her brother or was he the second guy, not the first guy? Was the first guy the Al-Shabaab you know, connected son of the leader of Al-Shabaab? Is it really her brother and we have incest here? Nobody knows. But what we do know is that Muslim Americans do not want Omar representing them. And you heard what allegations. This woman was so nicely dressed too. She had really nice pants. Um, This woman was putting it out there. So yesterday there was a conversation because, um, and great job on having uh, Native American senators and House representatives in my state elected. Because we all know, we've talked about it before, how um, my Native Americans here 
the reservations have a huge problem with women and children disappearing. And I've pretty much inched, because it's still an ongoing investigation, of course, how my source, who was executed by a police officer, would tell me how they would buy or rent children for nefarious activities by actual politicians. So this woman, a representative by the name of Ruth Ann Buffalo, Uh, She's actually been elected. I think she sits through the Fargo district. Not sure. Uh, Super Dakota Access Pipeline, super corrupt connections. But nevertheless, a face, at least, for the Native American community. And I I speak with a lot of members in the Native American community here in my state that a lot of people don't know. I guess my listeners do. uh, To see how we can end this child trafficking. I mean, I file, you know, incognito reports, reporting pedophiles. This is why on my social media, for my regional outlet, we have pedos being arrested left and right because I drop the hints where they are. I ask them. There's, there's no shame in speaking the truth. So yesterday there was a conversation on a, um, on a news channel, uh, a fellow reporter, and I was having a conversation. I was like, well, let me read it to you guys. So as they were talking, I was like, well, you know, what about child trafficking? What about all this that's happening? You know, it would be interesting to investigate her. You know, it's, we should investigate her. Let me just pull up the exact comment. Cause I, I took screenshots before I deleted it only so that people can't find my profile anymore because I was just getting so tired of being blown up. I mean, but they all—they already went on my Tory Says page and took that one comment that was out of the conversation context and interpreted it, well, no, it can't. Like some people say, can you see it? And I'm like, really, I can't. But if you say so, whatever. Let me pull it up. So this is, this is like super stuff. Like this is like super bad what was being put out. Why isn't it coming up? Did they delete their comments? Guys, it was all over my Facebook page how I threatened children. Uh, Now I'm threatening to attack somebody's children. And, you know, what's funny is, okay, there we go. Some crazy person said, uh, posted it. So here's one of the comments. I think Ruth Ann Buffalo needs to be investigated. She can't go around advocating for a woman we've discovered committed in immigration fraud. She may be Native American, but Native American children go missing all the time. I hope Ruth knows that's my forte because one thing I've realized is that everyone has a pr- price. Hashtag on it. And so um, she knew this representative, elected member, right, with a big platform that ranges everywhere because she's like the sweetheart face of this BS Dakota Access Pipeline thing, put that on her thing on her Facebook, like literally, and said, oh, my gosh, I'm like totally getting a death threat. like this person threatened to kill my children. And I was like, oh, my God. No, she didn't. So I was live on air when she did this. And I wanted to go on there and be like, that's a lie. Here's the whole conversation. But, you know, trolls and unprofessional people that use their platform to uh, incite violence, right? What they do is they block you first and then they do it. But, you know, like every good investigative journalist, I have eyes and ears everywhere, So it turns out what she did was she put that on her Facebook page. She was sent a bunch of messages, talked to a lot of people. She already knew that that wasn't the case. And guys, just because it was when some person put it, I even respond like, how is that a threat? 
investigating someone, you know, investigative journalists aren't a threat. We expose things. Is there something to hide here? And guys, it was like, that was not a threat. That's totally out of context, you know, conversation. And then all the troll piling came in. So I was like, you know what? Poke this. I'm not even going to respond. Don't feed the trolls. But she took it to another level. So apparently, uh, after she posted that on her social media, she called it in as a credible threat. And I kid you not, around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, central time, right, I had a highway patrolman, because uh, little did I know that highway patrol in the state of North Dakota is like the go-to people for senators and whatnot. So that was just super weird. And he comes in, and, and I think he genuinely felt bad you know, okay, this is like, I was like, doesn't anybody like look at this stuff before they like come out or accept the report? It's like, okay, if you think it was credible, he's like, don't you see it? I'm like, no, I can't, but okay, whatever. I mean, you have to really, really put on some really, you know, weird glasses to see just that comment out of context to say that I make, that I'm going to take out her kids. So he was like, you know, sorry. He left, he knew that it wasn't. And he told me, that she was the one that reported it. In the meantime, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm being escorted. Oh my God. Like nobody cares. You are a nobody. You're a loser that was calling out for a media company that ousted you for being a Democrat socialist of America, for ousting you out there and putting it all out there and bearing it, that you are asking people to call and support Ilhan Omar, a woman who is being accused by her own people for child trafficking, sex, slavery, and child brides and pushing Sharia law. This has no place in the state of North Dakota. I don't care what party you subscribe to. That's the bottom line. So this woman took it that way. So here's the weird part. Obviously, Highway Patrol got back to her and told her there's no credible threat. She left that post up there, guys. She totally left that post up there, still perpetuating it. So I wrote a nice letter to my house minority and majority, pretty much telling them that they need to condemn this. Because from what I found out from my eyes and ears, she was celebrating and giggling and laughing at the fact that she was like, ha, get to stick it to conservative journalists, ha, talking about it in the house. Not only that, there's a bunch of text messages, DMs, uh, alleged, that were sent, like, you need to report it because you can't just put that there if you're not going to report it. This is why she posted it and then reported it, right? And that's not the way it goes. If it's a credible threat, like, if I get a credible threat, I'm not going to post it on my social media. I'm going to contact the police because I don't want to know the person that, I don't want the person to know that I'm coming for them, right? That's the way it goes. You never tell your enemy what you're going to do. So just so you guys know, I'm, I'm filing it with FBI Cyber. We're going to pull texts. We're going to pull everything. And we're going to have Jussie Smollett 2.0 with this woman calling to ban press. And, and I'm not the press that she was targeting. And using me, a constituent, and unfortunately for her, a constituent with pretty big bullhorn and one that really has thick skin. To push a false narrative of hate crime. Guys, her post was ridiculous. The post she was... Hold on. Let me find the post of what she said. Because this this is hilarious. Like, this is just how low they are. This is just how disgusting low they will go. It's it's just like, oh my gosh. Did, did this just really happen? Like, did she actually post that? She posted... 
threatening my children to go missing. Really, furthermore, Chris Berg, Josh Dreyer, very classy with Point of View Valley News Live, condoning violence and hate. Why am I not surprised? Victimization. They use the victim card. They use it. And you know what's funny? This is a completely impeachable offense. Completely impeachable because she knowingly put an out-of-context comment and attacked a constituent. And here's the thing. They won't impeach her because, you know, she's Native American. Racial cards, right? Race politics, identity politics. Very least, she better publicly apologize. But here's where she doubles down. This is how you know she's, she's um, you know, Omar all over. Her insane, you know, because I don't think they know that I actually get press information you know i'm part of the 3 a.m drop i actually get this stuff she sent out saying we the members of the north dakota human rights coalition another what splc north dakota version stand firmly behind representative ruth anna buffalo and her support of representative ilhan omar so they support jihad sharia immigration fraud right lying anti-semitism anti-americanism so, and she says the tax reps Omar and Buffalo face. So this is where Representative Buffalo is trying to ride on the infamous coattails of Omar. This is how disgusting it is, guys. And it's hilarious, though, because it's like these people are stupid. They're so dumb. They are dumb. This woman is, 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 is a brick because you can't run on hate. You cannot run on hate. We collected over 200,000 signatures to expel Ilhan Omar in no time flat. You know, maybe we should do the same in North Dakota for Buffalo. I don't know. Maybe we should try that and see how that works. So she then goes to say, this is like the statement, a press statement. She says, uh, the attacks reps Omar and Buffalo faces women of color. Race card in our current political climate or a distraction to the work they're trying. What work is she doing? She's done absolutely zero work. Um, uh, They are trying to drive for betterment of not only underrepresented communities, but our world community. Please put a sock in it. That sounds so pretentious, so false. And Buffalo, you know, aligning with hate like that. Good job. Now we know what bucket to throw you in. Ms. Buffalo previously served as the North Dakota Human Rights Coalition board as its chairwoman. Of course she would. SPLC 2.0. Her leadership is exemplary. The hateful language used toward Ms. Buffalo, and more specifically her children, is shameful to our state. Dude, they're still pushing this. And they've already been advised by authorities because they sent them to my house that it's bullshit. I said bullshit on air. Well, the president did, so I said, I guess that's okay, right? So they, they are still pushing this. Her children is shameful to our state and the media platform on which it's presented. You know, a conservative Fox affiliate, of course. We would condemn any person using this dangerous language in a place of civil conversation. Really, but you did incite keyboard warriors to get to work. You did incite people to send, you know, comments to vast people and harassment. On a political issue which there's much divide, Ms. Buffalo is serving her community and state. No, she's not. She's serving herself. Because if she was serving her community, she would have never done this to a constituent. You know, in the state of North Dakota, 
It is actually a crime to misuse your office and use your platform with the intent to cause harm, duress, or stress to a constituent. And, and you know, it didn't stop there. Obviously, it went family, friends, everybody and their mother. So um, then she goes, um, yeah, she's serving her community and state with her tireless work aimed towards the missing and murdered indigenous people's crisis and human trafficking. But she's partnering up with someone that's being accused of that. And here's the, here's the kicker. Lutheran Social Services, which is super aligned with Omar, that broke federal and state laws by misusing federal and state funds to throw parties for her to raise money. You cannot use federal or state tax money in the state of Minnesota for political parties. You can't. But we have evidence that they did in 2017. Uh, Where I'm going with this? Well, they suddenly got contracts on adoptions and foster kids. And guess what? The majority demographic of these kids in our state of North Dakota is indigenous children. Mic drop, right? So anyway, I respond to this and I tell her exactly what I'm telling you. And we all know I don't hold tongue. I said, this statement is perpetuating a false narrative and being issued across the regional press. This is no longer a regional issue. I'll be filing a complaint with FBI cyber for harassment and knowingly filing a false complaint. Feel free to listen to me on air where I will address this. This statement is unacceptable, unprofessional, and violates the value of being a North Dakota elected member of the House. And guys, here's her response. I've shared this response with the board. I look forward to reading your former apology. I do not apologize for jihadi sympathizers, for corrupt officials, people serving themselves, and perpetuating false narratives. That is the way it goes. I will go down in flames before I ever apologize. I never apologize. Ever. You will never hear me apologize. I do not apologize for calling you out for being corrupt. I will not apologize for calling you out for being a liar and perpetuating this. I will never apologize for you using your platform and violating your oath of office to harass constituent, to promote a false political agenda and create drama and make yourself relevant. You are irrelevant, Miss Buffalo. Your native community doesn't even like you, Miss Buffalo. But you know, money talks, right? So the bottom line is here, no matter where you stand on the political aisle, it is unacceptable for someone to knowingly file a police report, knowingly perpetuate a false narrative for gain. It is unacceptable. It is illegal. And this is harassment. And it's the same thing we see, what? With our president. Presidential harassment. Russia, Russia died. Let's go here. Let's make statements there. Let's push this. Pretty incredible, right? Maybe we should listen to that video again. Okay, it's playing now. It was just a little bit slow. 
Oh, it's not coming on air. I just realized that. Hold on. Listen to what Sarsour says. board members for the Women's March. Um, we are all gathered here today, Jewish, Muslim leaders, progressive leaders, um, to stand in unequivocal solidarity with Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. We have circulated a letter to leaders across the country. There have been hundreds of leaders of progressive organizations, diverse organizations from around the country who also stand with us in unequivocal support of Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Remember, this is the woman that called for jihad against the president and that we serve one thing. It's Allah first. Allah first. This is a woman. But let's remember that the grand wizard David Duke also endorses Representative Ilhan Omar. He sucks it up and allows, you know, his hate for people of color because she's pushing what he wants. Socialism racism, division, and he posted a picture of Ilhan Omar to his Twitter account on Thursdays with heart eyes emoji, showing his love for her after her recent disparaging um, hate for, uh, for Jews and Israel. And by defiance of Zog, Zionist occupation government, Ilhan Omar is now the most important member of the U.S. Congress, said David Duke. The KKK support Omar. And this representative, Buffalo, sides with the KKK with hate, anti-Semitism, and pro-Sharia, pro-immigration fraud, pro-Allah first, right? So... It is pretty incredible what we're seeing because I, I think this is a prime example to show us that the swamp isn't only in D.C., it's everywhere. And these people are despicable. I mean, this woman is dumb. Why would you ever want to align with hate? I mean, even your constituents will say, come on, man, you took that out of context. That person is a voter. What if it was some, you know, random person that doesn't have a bullhorn, that hasn't been around the block before? They'd be killing themselves. It's dangerous and unacceptable. I'll see you all after this break.
Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. So now we're about to have some fun. We're going to... Take a trip on the Tory time machine and go back to 2017 where um, Mike Cernovich was being harassed by some dude. But more, you know, that guy that was getting some award, but in, you know, and he was a pedophile. You know, Mike Cernovich is leading this case in Jeffrey Epstein, right? I, I applaud him for everything he does on that. Do you remember the UN anti-child abuse activist? Here's where I'm going with it. It seems like all these gatekeepers that are supposed to be protecting women and children are the ones that let the gates open. You know, this is why people like Jacob Schwartz and others should be investigated. Because if you're so good at what you do, why do you have a problem with people calling for an investigation? You've just put the lights on. Let's take a listen to this double life, this uh, real piece of work of a human being. Did take a listen. Caleb Morpin reports. 22-year-old Joel Davis is outspoken in his activism against sexual violence. That's what makes his recent arrest so disturbing. Joel Davis has been arrested, and it's alleged that he attempted to engage a minor in sexual activity, and he's been distributing child pornography. Now, beyond the basic charges, the actual details of the case are pretty disturbing. The FBI picked up Davis in a sting operation. Now, they've revealed some of the text messages he exchanged with undercover agents. What's about to follow is rather disturbing, but it's actually not the most disturbing part of the correspondence. Disgusting. During the course of their text conversations, Davis stated that he is into children aged zero plus and has no limits. Davis told... Keep in mind, this is the guy that was a staunch advocate for children that are being abused and go missing. And I don't know if this report, this news report, will tell you exactly, but I can do the graphic part. Just so that you know, Miss Ruth Ann Buffalo, that now every single child trafficking, save the children, pedophile chaser out there has eyes on you now. The undercover officers that he previously had sexual experiences with a nine-month-old boy, a six-year-old girl, and a seven-year-old boy. Because if you're a gatekeeper and you're loud about it and proud about it, I applaud you. But if you're like him, loud and proud, and about to receive a prize, a prize from the UN for your advocated work, but show pictures of your phallic on an infant, you know, you got to go down. So this is where 
the conversation was going. She's so strong to Omar, who promotes child brides and selling children into sexual slavery, as her fans say. And that's part of Sharia as well, right? To use children, I think you're allowed to use them up till some age because they forget. And you can marry them off as young as nine. But, you know, apparently it was a death threat to her kids. No, it's not. And every single Native American fan that I have that's listening, you should always ask questions. You should always take a second look. Because it's those that make the most noise of how good their work is and what they stand for, you know, in positions that they stand for, um, are the ones that make the issues. I mean, we have Senator Hoven that sits on the same board. He's the one that pushed to give Lutheran social services the biggest import refugee factory in our nation with our tax dollars, the rights for adoption and diddling with, you know, kids. Like, let's, you know, buy them. Let's foster them. Let's, you know. And yet all these LSS people in Fargo, just recently a guy was arrested for having sex parties with kids. Let's, let's just listen to the rest of this report. Now, according to the FBI, Davis actually asked the undercover agents to send him explicit videos and photographs of children. The Department of Justice says they are appalled by the case. The conduct alleged against Joel Davis is as unfathomable as it is sickening. And as this case demonstrates, law enforcement will keep its watchful eye on the darkest corners of the Internet to bring predators to justice. Davis is a longtime outspoken advocate of human rights. He had an organization with over five... And what was it, the organization? Let's just reread the title of the organization. It's called, uh, it's called Human Rights again, right? Human Rights Coalition. Isn't, isn't that the way it always is? Isn't it always those organizations that supposedly fight for those rights that do it? Let's continue. Thousand people. It was very well funded. Oh, he was a Nobel Prize uh, no, Nobel Prize nominee for his work on helping children. He gave regular media appearances. Well, if women aren't protected and respected in peacetime, then you're not going to be able to protect them or respect them in conflict like you need to. You do need the rule of law. And so many. That was him talking about anti-pedophilia, anti-child abuse. The same guy that had his member in a nine-month-old infant on a picture and sent it to officers. Conflicts across the globe, children's bodies are quickly becoming sites of violence, where rape is used to terrorize and degrade entire communities. That's a statement by the guy that's been raping children. Now, Davis went on to actually give a TED Talk on the subject of expertise. That event was two months ago. And... What happened? Did the feed cut? So the theme that he did at Columbia University held that TED Talk April 22nd, 2018, right before he was arrested. Sting operation. See, the thing is, a lot of people think that many researchers, many advocates, you know, because if you even go to ToriSays.com, most of my stuff is exposing, uh, you know, these sick individuals. And, uh, you know, we all network. Because it is our job, our duty as human beings to protect the innocent lives from the minute they're conceived until they are ready, armed with tools and weapons to come out into adulthood. That is our job as human beings to foster those less vulnerable than us, right? And so people that sit on these pretentious boards that take a lot of money, you know, are usually the predators, 
these gatekeepers. And we've seen it. It's, it's not like one example. There's tons of them. Jacob Schwartz, he was the son of Bernie Sanders' attorney. Worked with Hillary Clinton on her campaign. We've got the Podestas. We could go on and on. But, you know, we'll get into this with Liz Crokin next week. The point is, this is the type of tactics, you know, the tactics that, um, you know, the false narrative push that this Ruth and Buffalo, Buffalo needs to apologize. She will never hear an apology from me. Instead, she's getting a battle cry out to me, from me, to the cyber soldiers of America and the world to find exactly what she has to hide. If she has something to hide, doesn't mean she does. Because why else would she put that there? She knew exactly what I was talking about. Exactly. And you failed. You failed miserably, but you put the spotlight on you and you aligned yourself. First of all, now everybody knows that you're a Democrat socialist of America party person. So you're not even a Democrat, really. You're a socialist. On top of that, a liar is on it because you took something out of context. Abuse of office and platform by putting my family at risk because on your, you know, your fans doxing me, putting my address, that's okay. I have guns. I've got security. I'm game. Come at me because I'm pretty sure no, none of your dildo waivers have any merit on this. She should be the one publicly apologizing. She should be condemning harassment. If she's really this all about human rights, she should have been like, well, you know, she's an investigator and she just, you know, said maybe she needs investigating. No, she wanted to play this. So that means maybe she's like this guy, Joel, who was really, really upset when Cernovich, you know, kind of threw a comment and, well, you know, it seems kind of fishy. And, you know, oh, it's Cernovich. We're not going to listen to him. He's this. He calls out pedophiles. You know, he's just on that rhetoric. Well, you know, it prompted the police, didn't it? It prompted the right people to pay attention. And every single Native American out there that knows the plague that festers on your reservations with this, 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 these things that keep happening to you guys understands where I'm coming from. And I, and, and I love the messages that I have received from you telling me thank you. I appreciate it. Now, um, it will be interesting Tease, that event was to listen ago, further. And listen the video this. is now unavailable. When he was giving an interview to NBC about how he combined charity work with his studies, he said he feels like he's living a double life. Those are words that would come back to haunt him. Caleb Maupin, RT, New York. Right, so this guy uh, used charity, made a lot of money too, um, talking about how he wants to save children, but it also gave him access to children. Disgusting. Because I've said it before, and I'll say it again, everybody has a price. We've seen it with our Border Patrol, our TSA. I mean, El Chapo even said he paid him $100 million to get away with whatever he was doing. $100 million. You think he hasn't lined the pockets of senators and congresspersons in our nation? That would be so dumb to even think that, right? The point is, it's 2019, and we can see now. 
And all of us are getting bolder and more vocal and cutting through the noise. There's no more cookie cutter media statements that are all distributed across the board. Because, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you look at your Twitter feed, Facebook feed, the reports are all the same. It's like they all get the same cue and it's like dump. No. Real news. We're going to talk real news. Um, On that note, shifting topic. Remember when I um, did the deconstruction of Joe Rogan interview with Twitter um, and I had that weird incident that was so creepy? Well, um, you know, I mentioned that people didn't realize that Laura Loomer exposed something that a lot of people didn't know about Joe Rogan and he felt the need to address it. Laura Loomer put up a video yesterday about that. Let me play it. That's something that she announced on February 20th, 2019. For Jack Dorsey to get away with lying about censoring and shadow banning and deplatforming individuals. Jack Dorsey told Joe Rogan that Twitter is a human right. Jack Dorsey said that social media is a human right and that everybody should have access to Twitter. Well, if that's the case, then Jack Dorsey is guilty of committing human rights violations against millions of people around the world. people going to learn that no matter how much they ban me, my ideas are so great and the people want to hear my message so much that they can't suppress it. Notice well, that's I- it, Laura. That was part of the interview that she had with um, Alex Jones. Take a listen. You're exploding. We're exploding. You you were on Joe Rogan and you need to tell Joe Rogan to stop like nagging me and avoiding me because I've been contacting him and trying to get on his show to set the record straight about Jack Dorsey. And you trended number one. I trended number one. All these people who are banned managed to trend number one. And I guess Joe Rogan won't have Laura Loomer on his show because, you know, Jack Dorsey sponsors his podcast. Obviously, their censorship isn't going to work because you can't kill an idea. And people like Joe Rogan, even though he, you know, he caved to everybody's criticism and had you on the show, he wouldn't have done that unless people spoke out. He let Jack Dorsey get away with lying. He said that he didn't know why you were banned. But, you know, one thing that you should have really pressed uh, Joe Rogan on is why he takes money from Twitter. Twitter is one of his donors, one of his sponsors. So why is Joe Rogan, if he really is your friend, if he really does care about you on a personal level, why is he taking this blood money from Jack Dorsey? That doesn't look like a very good friend to me, Alex. Some uh, things that people wanted to uh, have us talk about. Um, one, that the Cash App is one of the sponsors of the podcast. It's been a sponsor for a long time. You, you're the CEO of Square, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, there you go. We on, we on okay. the Cash App. Too. There you go. We on, we on the Cash App. Too. Interesting, right? We've been talking about interest and what drives people's rhetoric, what drives their motive to report, you know, because let's play that clip again. I mean, we didn't even hear that on the news much, right? I, I, I don't think a lot of people played that clip where the audience addressed Sarsour and said what? She said all those things, right? Talk about the girls. She looks so good, by the way. 
Okay, guys, she looks really good. She's got, like, these really nice pants. She's got her nice Louis Vuitton, like, pochet. She's so cute, so well put together. And all these women are well put together. They're not your, like, you know, pay-for, you know, activists, the ones that we see in these Antifa rallies or the Dakota Access Pipeline or now at the border that are just, you know, taking cash in hand, kind of like, you know, at the Kavanaugh hearing where the guy was literally giving him cash. These are, like, actual people that look like they have jobs, and, and, and saying this, they took time out of their day to come down there and confront them and pull out this child sl- sex slavery, these children being abused, Muslim gays being executed. Let's take a listen. Wait, I can't get enough of her playing this. This is, this is gold. This is gold because no one talks about this. This is what Muslim Americans, real Muslim Americans, Muslim Americans that came here to assimilate, to enjoy the benefits of the United States of America, not bring Sharia with them. Listen. Talk about the guns. We insult sexual slavery. Charles Continue just so, so they're in the way of the cameras. Speak and the cameras will turn back to you. Okay, guys, so this woman, you know, she was being shushed by your typical, you know, knitted hat ladies, the ones that are the disheveled, you know, pay for protesters. She, they were getting in front of her and she was like, and, and the police came to move those, you know, pay for activists, you know, the fruity ones, the ones that are like, oh my God, we should have open borders. We should just let everyone in. doesn't matter if they want to kill us. We'll just hug them, you know? Um, that would be a great cartoon, right? Showing, you know, <laughs> all these, you know, um, incognito suicide vest bombers and these dildo wavers hugging them. That would be fun. Um, so basically, this woman was there to answer what these, um, how did, how did, um, how did Sarsour say it? She is what? Women's March. Um, we are all gathered here today, Jewish, Muslim leaders, progressive leaders. I don't see any Jewish leaders. I see uh, fruity old ladies with knit hats, and it's like 10 of them, and a lot of Muslim leaders, I do see that. Um, care guys, you know, that's how it goes. But um, so these are the people that are attacking our nation. So it would be great to see a cartoon where, you know, there's someone in like a suicide vest, and then everyone's like, hug. I totally love to see that. Seriously, guys. Um, because that would be exactly what we see. You cannot, you know, hug your enemy that is surrounded with spikes. It's like trying to hug a porcupine, right? Or grabbing a sea urchin and hoping that you won't get any needles. Fun fact about sea urchins that I learned. When I was a kid, I stepped on a sea urchin. That is very painful. But there's a trick. I mean, not like everyone's going to step on a sea urchin, but I think this is a fun fact. And, you know, I like to do that stuff on my show. Um... My grandfather actually collected urine from my boy cousins and poured it on my foot, and the needles literally came out themselves. Like, you could see them coming out. So if ever you step on any uh, porcupine or um, sea urchin, all you have to do is have someone pee in a cup and give it to you and pour it all over, and they'll just slide out. But anyway, but that's exactly what the left is standing for, to embrace everything that is about killing 
children because they promote killing infants, killing uh, life, human beings, right? They embrace that. They embrace, they embrace us not having borders. They embrace us not having sovereignty. They embrace us not having an identity. And they're embracing people that are trying to implement Sharia law in our nation. Sharia law has no place in the United States of America. And the fact that we have Sharia police in Minneapolis, in New York, and in Michigan is ridiculous. Ridiculous. He has no place here whatsoever. Sharia is kind of like socialism, but on steroids, right? Well, yeah, it is. Because, you know, they allow killing. You know, they kill their gays. But then then you see gays, you know, all pro-Sharia. And it's like, what, what are you doing? It's like knowing you have a shellfish allergy and going to Crab Joe's. I'm just saying. Like, that's insane. So our politics in 2019 are so insane. We have the mainstream media and insane politicians harassing the president. We even have, you know, our own senators, congresspersons on a local and federal level harassing constituents. They're perpetuating hate crimes that are hoaxes because if we look at all the hoaxes, oh, they beat me up and took my hijab. She went to jail. Oh, they beat me because of the skin color that I have. Lie. Jesse Smollett. Lie. Just like Ruth Ann Buffalo. Lie, lie, lie again. That is a big lie to take something out of context and use that as a weapon against your own constituents is disgusting. You want to be famous? Riding on coattails of the KKK and Ilhan Omar? So be it. That is political suicide. Because unfortunately, even though North Dakota, and I've said it before, is a blue state, they do have some measures in place. They have some limits, you know, to where it goes. You know, they have limits. That's the way it goes. It's just not right. Because if it was a Republican that had done something like this, you know, it would be okay. Kind of like, you know, Heidi Heitkamp, she had put out a list with a bunch of names of women that were victims of um, abuse or rape, you know, that had posted it on their own personal Facebook pages, never gave permission to Heidi Heitkamp, right? And she pulled out a full page ad in the paper listing their names. Like, dude, that's my story to tell. Why are you putting it there? I wasn't one of them, but there were women that were like, why did she put my name there? Not a lot of people know what's gone in my life. Who's doing this? And she came out saying, oh, I will rectify it. You know, we still haven't seen that. You know, we, you know, that hasn't been addressed either. Like politics are dirty and disgusting. They don't care who they run over. They will use their constituents as pawns. This is the Democratic Party. Kind of like the way they're, you know, every time they argue something, they just pull, you know, some kid that was brought over the border by their parents and they put them in front of them like a shield. Like, oh my God, look at this child. And yet, you know, whatever. You see Pelosi with Ash Wednesday, but she's there killing babies after they're born alive. She supports that. Like, this is pure insanity. 
You know, or they take gays and they're like, oh, they deserve to not have a gender. We're totally for... They're not your weapons. They are not your pawns. Our gays, our trans, our people of color, our indigenous people, children that have been brought over the border without being asked, they're not your pawns. You need a better platform than to grab minorities or people that you think are a minority, right? Because nobody cares who you sleep with. It's 2019. Nobody cares what color your skin is. It's 2019. We don't care your socioeconomic status. It's 2019. So why are you pandering to that? Because that is what a totalitarian regime does. They pick apart, create divisiveness and push it and push it and push it. And they've got big money behind it. That's the thing. They've got the platform. They've got big money behind it and they just push, push, push so they can congest the feed. But unfortunately for them, we have a president that provides us and empowers us with our voice. He gives us the empowerment to speak up, to take control because he has given control back to the people. And you know, they hate that. So obviously the only thing they have left is dirty politics, dirty, disgusting, underhanded, unacceptable, unprofessional, and a complete violation of oath of office politics. This has got to end. Every single one of us should be calling them all out. Nobody cares what party they subscribe to. Nobody. We all know I go for the actual facts. Oh, whoa. It is really, really, really a problem here. Hmm. We are having a big problem with the way the media pushes things. And you know, I'm so glad that the president has opened up the door to allow us to sue the media. You know, I, I, you know what? I'm really hoping that a liberal media does a hit piece on my um, comment to her because then I'll just try to get in touch with Robert, Robert Barnes. I'll DM him. I'll tweet him. Maybe you guys can help me because this will be fun because this is well documented and it'll be the best thing ever. So I think that's what we should do. We should all tag team. Guys, anybody in your state that has done this, you know, I mean, we have Heidi Heidkamp, but you know, it didn't work out. It didn't work out for those women. They were silenced really quick. I'll see you all after a bit. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone 
and call right now. 855 700 2978 if you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219. 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 800-961-9194, promo code red state. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Tory Says Show. This is the last half hour. It's Friday. It's my birthday. And we're going to talk about next week. So let's put aside the dirty. Well, no, because there's going to be a lot of dirty politics next week, right? We're going to have a lot of dirty stuff coming up. We have my most favorite general in the world facing, um, you know, his supposed sentencing trial. Will that be pushed back? Who knows? This Mueller report is looming. We noticed that what? That Huber met with um, Barr. So that was a huge uh, piece and tidbit of information. I'm so excited. I did get some information that I dug up. And um, it was pretty interesting. I'm going to read it to you guys. And I was so excited to hear about it. And I actually dug in on it. But um, apparently... uh, the first judicial district of Kansas, the prosecuting attorney, um, had his house raided by the FBI. What? It's coming down. I can't wait for it to come to North Dakota. It's like I'm dying because I've been filing federal complaints and, you know, talking all the time with, uh, you know, authorities in D.C. Oh, my gosh. It's finally here. So I did a little bit of digging, and that's true. Um, It was a sealed indictment, so hopefully today it'll be unsealed because after they get arrested, it's unsealed. So monitoring the DOJ website, I mean, this is a pretty cool thing to see. And it's Arkansas, of course. Who's from Arkansas and who has drugs in their history in Arkansas? That's right. Ding, ding, ding. The Clintons. So it's kind of funny how William Barr, who kind of was like a buffer in this whole Mina situation, you know, with the cocaine, with the Clintons, Bush 41, the Colorado guy, and then Chief Justice Roberts, right? It's, it's kind of funny. 
how this story, because we never got the real deal, right? We've never been allowed to know the real deal. Well, we have with whistleblowers and, you know, spooks that have big mouths. But um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So I am pretty excited. And, you know, this is probably where they're going. Because, you know, we've always said, what is up with this border? Like, why are they so adamant to leave the border open? I mean, what's wrong with putting up a wall, right? And having great roads paved with gold so people can find their way to the entry points and then have them come in. Why does it have to be just wide open so we don't know who comes in? We can't even quantify how many people are crossing the border today. Because they have skin in the game. Maybe this is it. Maybe the first hit is the drugs. I mean, we know about the sealed indictments in regards to child trafficking, child pornography. We've seen uh, law enforcement, high-level law enforcement, fire chiefs, FBI agents, intelligence community elements, elected persons in local and federal positions that have been arrested. Hollywood, big businesses all resigning and stepping down for their child and human trafficking issues. You know, obviously all under wraps, kind of like in Australia, you know, when that guy was arrested and, and, you know, finally when he was charged, they tell people, like, why? Why can't the people know? Because, you know, the more we know, the more empowered we are because we realize things are going on. And that empowers people in every little corner of the United States of America to speak up. It empowers them in the smallest cities where, you know, they have a population of one to huge cities like New York City and Los Angeles to voice their opinion, to file those complaints and feel that they have a voice and that they will be heard and people will be held accountable because the worst types of actions against anyone is not your average criminal on the street. It's not your, um, you know, you know, the burglar or anything, right? It's not. It isn't. It's those that have the power to get away with it. Well, they used to. Now we have President Trump. Those are the people that we need to be paying attention to and calling out every single one. And you know what? If they say something wrong, if they respond to something benign wrong, that's where we should start digging in. Kind of like, why are you getting all upset if we want to investigate child trafficking? And, you know, you're hooking up with Ilhan Omar, and, you know, you heard it. I played it a couple of times. You know, we didn't hear about this before. Involved in child sex slavery, child brides, children as young as seven. And this is who people choose to align with. Either you're really stupid or very nefarious. That's the way it is. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, oh my gosh, people are so dumb. You know, Ocasio-Cortez was elected. I tell you guys, had nothing to do with Ocasio. Not everyone is stupid. It's money and election fraud and just buying votes. Because Pelosi wanted her in. She didn't want Crowley in, right? Crowley was going to get the House seat. It wasn't going to be crazy, dementia-ridden, bad dentures, I guess, Pelosi. It, it's not, it wasn't going to be her. It was going to be Crowley. And she was scared that she wasn't going to get the gavel. She propped Ocasio up. But nonetheless, she has the power to take her down. And, you know, the fact that they're delaying the expulsion hearing for a week or so is fine. 
because this just adds more fuel to it. You know, she's there adoring. Oh, we passed this girl, that law or that regulation, whatever you want to call it is because of you. How do you take pride in that? Oh, look at me. I was like so anti-Semitic that they created a law to make sure that all hate speech is like super banned. Girl, that can work for your house. But in America, we have free speech. And I could say whatever I want and you can't have a say in that. You can't tell me to shut up unless I incite violence. And it's actually provable that it was violent. And by the way, a very liberal um, actual magazine, Justin from All My Eyes, Um, wrote a hit piece uh, just talking about hate crimes. But, you know, it did me some justice, I guess. Put my post out there. And it says um, that the sergeant that came by, he was like, well, after talking with them, reporting back to Representative Buffalo, we didn't feel there was any direct threat from what occurred today. No. Okay, Captain Obvious. You know, this is where I'm going with this on the Captain Obvious part. She knew and she kept that post up. She knew and she kept pushing. Oh my God, I'm so threatened. This is so bad. And she knew and her people, her people sent that email this morning. Do you see the dirty politics? It's like, come on, man. You messed up. You tried to use me as your pawn. That's it. You're done. You're done. This is my ethics commission is going to be up in just a bit in my state. My filing with FBI cyber just when I get off air. This stuff has to stop. Because this is how we get to the point where we have BS, secondary counsels, special counsels. Why? We're supposed to be a nation that runs like a well-oiled machine. It used to run like a well-oiled, how do I say it? Corrupt machine. (laughs) Deep state machine. They controlled everything. Now they have no control. We have control. We are in charge. So next week... We're going to be seeing a lot more coming out um, and talks about the Mueller report. I'm anticipating that they're going to tell us that there's going to be no um, sentencing hearing for General Flynn. I'm, I'm pretty much, yeah, that's where I'm going with it. I pretty much think that's what's happening. Um, and so Huber talked. So we're in the plan. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to grab some popcorn right? Grab some popcorn, um, and get some really good popcorn. I, I hear that pip corn, which is like really tiny. They don't have those, um, kernels that, you know, you can break a tooth on. It's pip corn. It's like super tiny. Those are good. Get a lot of that during, um, Patty's day weekend. Cause after Patty's day, we're going to need a lot of popcorn. I mean, this is exciting. Pop the champagne. We're ready. Cause gloves are off. See, everything is coming down. And the thing is, a lot of us have been focusing on the text messages, on the, you know, email communications between, uh, you know, agents within the FBI, the way they were holding um, these meetings, these secret meetings, possibly with Chief Justice Roberts at the beginning of January. But, you know, like I tweeted out yesterday, there's something called Silent Circle. And I'm pretty sure that if I know it, everybody else knows it. These are, these are called black phones, Okay completely untraceable, completely encrypted, completely off the grid, not on Verizon and whatnot, you know, and I know this from firsthand. So I'm thinking, you know, and I sent it out to Brennan because he's like a big silent circle thumper, isn't he? Aren't you, John? You are. And so I'm thinking that maybe, you know, our government surveillance 
like government that we know because now we're realizing that our social media, our internet, everything is actually like a secondary shadow government intelligence agency, right? I've said this for years that they are the new intelligence agency. I put that out there. I've made it known that they are not private companies. They are private CIA. Okay? They own everything. And one thing, you know what? Remember at the Joe Rogan interview where Twitter said how they checked everything to make sure it was linked to Jacob Wall before they took him down? Do you know what they checked? They probably checked his cash app, checked his bank account, checked his phone numbers, checked his records, maybe his purchases on Square. Because if you use a debit card and then you use your real phone number and then that debit card is also used maybe on one of your accounts. So they, they probably used their whole scope of access to the companies they own, like cross-checking which could be viewed as illegal um, to probably do it. So it would be interesting if Jacob Wall asked what they meant by this, like sent them like a subpoena to clarify how they determined all those four accounts were his that led to his banning. I would love to see that because then that would show us the connections all the social media platforms have together we're talking, and, and not only that, cloud services, we're talking Google, we're talking Amazon, right? Instagram, YouTube, all of that. It would show a connective relationship, which would be incredible, super incredible. So I'm excited about it um, if he would do that. So maybe Jacob will ask them what they meant by that comment on the Joe Rogan thing that they checked everything. What did you double check? Did you look through my messages? My text messages, maybe? My DMs that weren't reported, is that how you checked? Remember, these people think that they're protected. But unfortunately, when you have a private CIA and there are some loopholes and some, you know, um, laws that allow us to penetrate, you know, that's a backdoor. Remember the backdoor thing that we've been talking about before? Um, it's, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty interesting what's going to come out. I'm pretty sure that Utah's got this. And um, I, I am really anticipating it because our president has had enough of this. I think all of us have had enough of this. We've had enough of the fake rhetoric. We've had enough of these hoaxes, you know, to create division and hate between us because their goal is to divide us. Because if we're together, we're a fascia. Remember? That's where the word fascist come from, right? Fascia. Uh, And, you know, fascist, uh, to be a fascist wasn't a bad term. It's just changed. It's kind of like, you know, (laughs) what was it? Um, uh, Vagina. You can't use that anymore. It has to be front hole because it's discriminatory to those that are transgendered and, you know, don't have a vagina. So you just call it a front hole. I, I kid you not. This is like real stuff. But they change and redefine words. If we stay united, they cannot take us apart. And it's very important for people that identify as Democrats, Independents, and Republicans to come together on common ground on what is the right thing for our nation. Not for other people, not for, you know, interests, because nobody that speaks and demands you follow something that they say or an ideology that they put out is unbiased. These people are bought and sold by their own interests. 
When you see people saying, you must go out there and support Ilhan Omar, you got to think to yourself, wait a minute, Ilhan Omar supports like anti-Semitism. Um, she's all for uh, child brides. She's being accused of, you know, allowing um, child sex slavery. She's all about killing uh, gays. Uh, you know, she's, um, she's pretty much... Uh, hates America, and um, she literally says, well, I didn't know Jews were going to be offended if I just pointed out all the evil things that Israel has done. It's like, oh my gosh, why would you say that? You represent Americans. You do not do that. You know. So, bottom line is, when you side and you promote certain ideologies or ask your followers, because that's cultish, right? It's like what Hillary was doing. I'm with her. And they were like all like brainwashed. I'm with her. And it's like, oh my gosh, when someone tells you to follow them and listen to me, I know best, you better run. That's like a soft cult. You know, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to scrutinize every single word you say. I'm going to do my homework, you know, to see, is this policy correct? Will it benefit me, my children, my community? Uh, uh, No, I'm not. You know, Ilhan Omar stands for things that we don't. We're not pro-immigration fraud. We don't do incest. That's disgusting. You um, You know, she's obfuscating everything. She promotes violence. Like, why would anyone side with her? So when people are calling for this, look at the people that are calling for it with her. We've got Linda Sarsour, a woman that called for jihad, who said the only thing that, we, that should come first, the only person in power we should put first is Allah. What? No. It's the Constitution of the United States. The fact that Ilhan Omar couldn't park her hijab at the door when she entered the house already tells you who her ultimate power and law and rhetoric she follows is. And that's Allah. Right? She can't get rid of the hijab. Done. She's not America first. She's Islam first, and then, yeah, you know, America. I got a soft in my Islam there. You know, and it's not Islam, it's Sharia, right? Sharia. And whatever she says out of her mouth is usually true, right? How she feels. Look at the way she talks, how she waves her hands like all those jihadis you see on TV before they behead people. Look at how she responds in her sarcasm and uh, you are nothing to me. Pay attention to her body language. It tells you a lot. And you know what? You see similarities from all the people that support her. I mean, even David Duke supports her. That's like disgusting. Like you're, you know, think about it. A huge racist, support, a known racist that likes to hang people of color supports you will she disavow david duke will she say i disavow the kkk i don't know will she i mean she hasn't yet she's totally fine with that comment right look at the people she surrounds herself with look at the narrative that she pushes that's a pocket that we have to deal with because we've allowed it to happen and perpetuate this is the new push for socialism socialism has no place in america Anyone aligning with anything, especially the Democratic Socialists of America, is anti-American. The Democratic Socialists of America should maybe visit Venezuela now, where the people are literally fighting for their liberty. That is what happens. Don't tell me you're smarter and that you're going to implement it better. Our president has a long week ahead next week. It's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. The attacks are going to be in full force, and we're going to see Adam Schiff pull some really weird punches. I mean, this guy is just incredible. He comes out talking and, um, 
You know what it reminds me? Okay, so picture this. This is how I see Adam Schiff. He's the guy with the white suit that just left the bathroom and walks into a room and struts around like, uh, you know, Zohan. You know, don't mess with the Zohan. He, like, struts around. Like, yeah. But then you see a skid mark on the back of his pants. That's Adam Schiff. He's okay with the skid mark showing. He's okay with that because he's like, what are you going to do about it? Well, you know, President Trump is going to do a lot about it. Huber's going to do a lot about it. We have all our chips in. We are all in for President Trump. And it's really important that we remember just how long and hard this fight is. Because unfortunately, things don't happen as fast as we would like them. They don't. Unfortunately, they do not, you know, happen from one day to another. They can't just happen. It takes time and there's a process and we have to be patient with that. And, you know, to all the people that listen, and I know I have Democrats that listen, I have independents, I have Green Party, Libertarians and Republicans and conservatives and centrists like me that listen to my show. I I think what we need to start doing is finding common ground. I think we can all agree that if a baby comes out and it has survived, you know, an attempt to be aborted, that it deserves the right to live because it fought for it. I think all of us can say that, you know, there was, there was unity when Gosnell was tried for those crimes, right? We can at least find common ground on a few things at a time because, and if we turn off these talking heads and look at policies and what is really going on there, we can again, mend this division that has been uh, put between us for so long. I mean, I can't, I, I know a lot of people across, I I mean, as a Democrat, do you allow corruption? Are you okay with someone taking their position of power and abusing it for their benefit, like insider trading and becoming really rich or, you know, harassing their own constituents? Are you okay with that? You shouldn't be because you wouldn't be okay if an independent or Republican did it. So why you as a Democrat, why are you applauding it? This is, this is where we need to kind of dial it down. And sit at the table and meet because it's our country and we're in charge. They're not. They're, they only have the power that we give them. We need to sit down at the table and find common ground. You know, a lot of people keep saying, oh, he's such a Republican president. He's not a Republican. Our president even said he's not a Republican. He's conservative. And conservative means I conserve things. I I like it to be ordered. I like it to have limitations. I like, you know, foundations. That's what a conservative is. And he's more of a centrist conservative like me. I, that's that's how I identify. I'm a centrist. I'm very progressive, right? I'm all about, um, you know, bringing more diversity because with diversity is how we have progress. You can't have a room filled with the same people that wear the same clothes that speak the same language and think the same thing, throw them a problem and expect a solution. They'll probably take a hundred years to find one because they'll be too busy trying to agree with each other. Whereas if you take a room and you put people from all walks of life, Same amount of people. Give them that problem. They will have a thousand solutions within a minute. Diversity is important for progress. Diversity is is important for innovation. Diversity has to have inclusion together. And right now, those that claim that they're for diversity omit the inclusion part. Because what they have to realize is uh, everything someone tells you, you're not going to like. I, <laughs> there's tons of people that listen to me that don't agree with everything I say. And I don't want you to agree. I want you to just, you know, you're listening to my point of view of this. And I'm giving you facts. 
And everything I say, I stand by. I will never apologize. Ever. Okay? Ever. I do not do this apology tours. I don't take back. You know, if, if I'm wrong, I'll say, Shh, I was wrong. But I don't apologize for being wrong. <laughs> I was just wrong. I will never apologize. And nobody should ever apologize for voicing their opinion, for being themselves, and standing their ground for the morals that they stand for. You should never yield to somebody else's rhetoric, ideology, and what they push, ever. Because that's exactly what America stands for. The right for you to be you. The right for you to be the master of your wealth, your house, your health. Not the government, because government's not God. It's you. You, you put in the elbow grease, you get the results. That's what people need to understand. That we all need to find that common ground and see it and marry it and be with it. Because we're all one. It's, it's pretty incredible that we actually have to say this out loud. In 2019, like if it was like 1910, okay, maybe 1950, I'd say okay. It's 2019, guys. Why are we hating on each other? We should all be for common ground. We have to, you know, literally pick apart anyone that represents a community. Pick them apart. See what their interests are. Kind of like Joe Rogan. I mean, he's having Twitter on there. Once you pick them apart... <laughs> You see what's really there. Interests that drive everything. I mean, interests. Fox, for example, leading, you know, supposedly conservative station, right? And it's not. It's like a soft, real news, not real news, right? We get like half and half, you know? And I think that's how they moderate it. But it it would be so much better, kind of like what Tucker and Sean are doing, where they're not moderated. They say what they want. Totally loved it when he dropped the F-bomb, though. He should have aired that. That was fun. But the DNC banned them. Why? Why would the DNC say that channel's not coming? That's not being inclusive. That's not embracing everyone. That's Gestapo tactics. That's socialism. And, you know, the president answered to that, remember? Um, The other day he tweeted, well, maybe then I'll ban the fake news. I mean, what is that going to get us, guys? Seriously, if you're excluding people from conversations, excluding them from conversations in regards to policy, foreign politics, what the people want, what our needs are, how are we going to change things for the better? How How is that benefiting us? It doesn't. And, you know, when you see that those that promote, supposedly promote, right, because they don't, all they, you know, they supposedly are loving and inclusive and all about the world and rainbows and unicorns and granola munching and Birkenstocks. Those people are the ones that are creating the exclusions. Those are the ones that are advocating to silence you. Those are the ones that are saying you can't come because we don't like what you think. You know, they're the thought police. You know, they stand for nothing but hate, guys. This is all going to show in the Mueller report. You're going to see just how intricate this report is, how many facets of hate came in. I can't wait for next week. Until then, have a happy, health, and safe weekend from all of us at Red State. God bless you. Bye-bye.